Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, the Lakers went 0-6 in preseason, so let's discuss how much it matters. As the Dodgers moved on to the next series in their playoffs, uh, the, the Lakers did the opposite of that and lost a game that doesn't mean anything. Uh, they lost their sixth consecutive game. This time, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook played together for significant amounts of time. And uh, even while they were out there, didn't really fully separate themselves from the Sacramento Kings. Here's some of the, the, the numbers that kind of jump out at you. Anthony Davis... Uh, minus 22. Kent Basemore, minus 17. Uh, <laughs> Rajon Rondo in peak regular season form, minus 30. Uh, that's the negative side. The plus side, though, LeBron James, plus 17. DeAndre Jordan, plus 14. This was the best he has looked, and I still don't think he's an NBA player. Uh, and and Carmelo Anthony uh, goes for 15, 5 of 8, 3 of 4 from the free, uh, three-point line, 2 of 2 from uh, the free-throw line. Though he finishes a minus 13. Uh, I just think I'm trying to find the proper balance here between this doesn't mean anything, right? Like Lakers fans and the Lakers players want you to think that this doesn't mean anything. And and yet logic and like that that thought that's creeping in the back of your mind is saying like, well, like this kind of means something, right? Like the... Those three guys, no matter who was around them, should be able to blow out the Kings. The Kings are are, are going to be a lottery team, a low-level lottery team. And and I would have hoped that they look more overwhelming against this Sacramento Kings team. So uh, let's, let's kind of talk our way through that. Before we even get to <laughs> the specifics of how much this means, how much it doesn't mean, all of that, I do want to say that despite the... Injury frustrations, right? Trevor Ariza misses time. Will will miss time. Tim Horton Tucker will miss time. Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Wayne Ellington all might miss regular season time. Like, despite those concerns and, and annoyances, at the end of the day, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis are all entering the season healthy. So, if you're talking about priorities coming out of the preseason. That was priority number one, two, and three, right? Was was getting those guys there. So at least in that regard, the Lakers got through preseason that kind of of productive, where those guys are now ready to learn on the fly. The Lakers uh, emptied the bench with 324 left in the game, down 114 to 108. That means that for all of the game, except for those last few minutes there, the Lakers had their main three guys playing. And still, when those guys subbed out, we're down, right? And so over the course of the uh, of the preseason, they were either non-competitive without those guys playing or they were competitive against either a shorthanded Warriors team and a, a team, a Sacramento Kings team that's going to be bad. Uh, they, they were competitive against those teams. And you would hope that, they would look more overwhelming while they were out there. Now, I, I do think that is too simple a way to look at this. I think with this Lakers team, it's going to take significant amounts of time to figure things out. The question just becomes like, what all do they have to figure out? And like, what is it going to take to figure those things out? 
And and so you have Russell Westbrook, you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis. And Russell and AD are a natural fit. LeBron and AD are a natural fit. Russ and LeBron, as has been spoken about since they got together, is a not natural fit. They they don't seamlessly fit together. Their games don't make a ton of sense together because neither guy really spaces the floor a ton, and both guys need the ball in their hands to be successful. So if the Lakers are going to make that big three work, and the way that they raise their ceiling, the highest it could possibly go, is by way, making that big three work. You have to either figure out a way for uh, Russ and LeBron to rethink some of the habits that they have formed over the course of their, at this point, <laughs> decade and a half long at least career, uh, or or you have to figure out the math rotation-wise to where you could stagger those guys enough and then hope that in the clutch parts of the game, those guys can, you know, either Russ defers to LeBron or or the Lakers lose. <laughs> so so for for like preseason, what I was really kind of hoping to figure out here is can we learn anything about what it's going to look like when LeBron and AD are really clicking? Or or LeBron and Russ are really clicking. And I don't think we learned that. I, I think in some small doses they looked good, but that mostly had to do with getting out in transition and, and stuff like that. And and that's fine to rely upon that, but the Lakers aren't built in a way that they're necessarily going to get the stops necessary to get out and run, right? Like the, if you told me that the Lakers had kept an extra defender or two from the last few teams that were really good defensively, I would say, okay, yeah, I can see how they would get out in transition often enough to, to really punish teams with their athleticism and with their physicality. And if they aren't doing that, then can you execute well enough in the half court to make up for the, the buckets that you aren't getting easily in transition? And there again, there are questions about that. And not to say that I don't think they'll figure it out in either of those questions. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the two main questions that we had heading into preseason was, will they get enough stops to get out in transition? And if they don't, can they execute well enough in the half court to make up offensively for what they're giving up defensively on this roster? And I don't think we answered that. Now, why they didn't answer that is worth discussing as well. I'd be remiss if we didn't mention all of the injuries that make analyzing this team basically impossible. No, literally impossible right now, right? Like, it is not possible to fully analyze where the Lakers are at right now because they are missing so much of their rotation. And, you know, some of that maybe you might have predicted. Trevor Reese is 36 years old, has put intense and long miles on his body to this point. But other that other injuries, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker randomly tearing ligaments in his thumb and needing surgery, like you wouldn't have predicted that heading into the season. And then you also have like the the normal day-to-day type of things, a, a tweaked groin, on the part of Malik Monk, uh, Wayne Ellington kind of pulls a hammy, and you have uh, Kendrick Nunn stepping on a foot and twisting his ankle. So, like, you, you get, unfortunately, the Lakers got them all at the same time while they're trying to answer all these things. But, you know, to get back to the central point of this of this episode is that heading into the preseason, you were hoping, you were hoping to get some answers here, and we didn't get any. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, <laughs> the only answer I think we got is that DeAndre Jordan shouldn't be playing NBA basketball.
the other reason and the other thing to keep in mind when it comes to answering those two central questions is they were never going to answer those two central questions in only six preseason games, uh, most of which the Lakers didn't seem to care about all that much. So what the what the solution to answering those questions or or, or, or the process to answering those questions becomes is, all right, we just got to see what the regular season looks like. And, and that's where we are. And I think if we were being honest with ourselves, like that was probably where we were going to find ourselves anyway. Like if, if we, if, if I was honestly answering questions to myself about like what I wanted to figure out in preseason, I probably should have been more honest with myself and said, you know what? They probably aren't going to answer shit because they're an older team. They're a championship team. And their superstars are old enough to where, like, they know they don't have anything to prove in the preseason. It's just going to come down to the process that is the regular season. And and look, there is reason reason for optimism on that front too. The Lakers have used the regular season as an extended preseason since LeBron showed up. That is what they have done. Uh, we got frustrated with regular season Rondo a few years back. Well, they gave him as, as many reps as possible so that he could try to figure out if he has that extra gear and then tried hitting that extra gear in the postseason. It just worked out to where, where it paid off. Uh, we get frustrated with the number of, of fadeaway jumpers that Anthony Davis took uh, that first season and, and the way that he approaches offenses, uh, offense in, in as a Laker. Uh, but he got enough reps over the course, course of one season to take advantage of that in the bubble and the Lakers won a championship. The other side of that coin though, is that like the, the seasons where it hasn't worked out was because of injuries. And, and I think that's really the, 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 the wrench in this entire system here is yes, the Lakers can try to approach this regular season as, you know, a, 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 a knife sharpener, right? Like that's, that's how they might approach this regular season. But Will they ever be healthy enough to figure those things out? The Dwight Mer season never worked out that way. There was one nagging injury after another. Dwight was never fully himself. Nash was never fully himself. And then Mike D'Antoni pissed off Pau Gasol, and that season went down the shitter fast. And then for, for this team, though, I think more people are on the same page heading into this season than they were the Dwight Mer years. So, like, if you're hearing people make that comparison, that's what I would probably point to first and foremost is that, like, Kobe entered that season ruffling feathers by saying, no, it's not Nash's team. It's not Dwight's team. It's not Powell's team. It's not even a collective leadership thing. This is my team. Y'all got to get in line. Uh, and then that ruffled to so many feathers to where, like, I don't think anybody ever got really got on the same page. This year, more people are on the same page. More people have goals that are more in line with each other's. And, and I think if it is going to work out, this team is more likely to figure it out than that Dwight Mare season. Uh, sorry, Dwight. Like I, I, it's just too catchy a nickname of that season to not call it the Dwight Mare. But when you're looking at this preseason and you're entering this regular season, I, I do think there was more bad than good because there, so many guys got hurt, and then also because of the teams that they either were not competitive with or were competitive with. Like I think there was more bad than good in this preseason, but. I think that was probably always going to be the case. That's going to do it, though, for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, I did promise you guys some announcements, so I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of a tease because we're still figuring some of these details out. 
we are working on some content that you will not find anywhere else. Anywhere. It's the best idea I've had in my time doing this. And <laughs> I accidentally launched the podcast in the first place. So I'm very excited about some of the things that we have going for you. Other than that, I, I want to hold off on, on tangible announcements and plans until we actually have that fortified. So stay tuned on Monday for what all we have in store for you for this upcoming regular season. As far as stuff to, to keep an eye out for, I just, I, you know, just aired a podcast that I recorded a conversation that I recorded with Jason Maples of the temple of who pod. You're going to want to check that out. I thought that was a blast. Um, I also kind of summarized the game that we just watched. And then tomorrow, do we want to give it away? Yeah, I will. Josiah Johnson's coming on the show. So check that out. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin. Saying have a good